and welcome to this week's episode of The Buzz. I'm Megan Miller, here with Scott Tatey. Welcome, boy. We have a, a lot to talk about. Uh, mostly good, but wow, David Bowie passing, uh, we just found that out. But uh, we're going to tell you about some upcoming shows in Pittsburgh. And of course, last night was the Golden Globes. We've got a lot of comments on that, and I'm going to let you kick it off. Yeah, let's start with last night's Golden Globes ceremony. Uh, Ricky Gervais hosting for a few times now. I, I thought the monologue was a little disappointing. It wasn't living up to hype, but as the show went on, he started to get some good zingers in there that made me smile. Yeah, I think as the beer glass emptied, yes. he got more less inhibition, or I don't know. But yeah, the monologue itself, I mean, he had a couple of zingers, but nothing really, nothing shocking. I mean, I was really hoping that he would just come out swinging, and he really didn't. It was almost like he was reserved, didn't want to you know, offend anybody, which is kind of against his nature. I thought one of the biggest laughs was Mel Gibson making fun of Ricky. That was, yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, at the very end, so, or close to the end. But um, one of my favorite presenters, I thought the presenters, too, were a little weak. Uh, some of them tried to be funny, like the opening with uh, Channing Tatum and Jonah Hill trying to be a bear from The Revenant. Yeah, there's a difference between loose and sloppy, and they, they were sloppy, and they kind of set a tone that it took a while to pick up, I thought. Yeah, it was just, I mean, it was the first category, and it's like, oh, we have three hours of this? Yes. And that was a little, I mean, it was, it was a little lame. But um, one of my favorites was um, Brad Pitt and Ryan Gosling. I just thought they were kind of a dream team. I kind of, ho- I almost want them to host next year. I thought they were funny. They were quick. And I mean, they kept my interest the whole time. I totally agree. They were my favorite presenters. The, the way they played off each other and Gosling was kind of doing the indignant, uh, I, I thought I was going to be here by myself. You know, who's this, why is this Brad Pitt guy with me? And, and Brad was playing the straight guy and doing it very well. Yeah, I mean, they were good. Um, one that I was a little disappointed with was um, Amy Schumer and Jennifer Lawrence. I mean, I thought that was going to be the highlight of the whole show. You know, I'm sure the guy with the 10-second uh, delay button, <laughs> I'm sure he was on his toes during that. And it just kind of fell short. I didn't think it was that funny. Yeah, they're really playing up uh, the, the BFF angle. And even Ricky, we kind of joked about that to the point like, you know, what is this? Why do, they, why do we have to keep hearing their best friends? And it, it just seemed belabored, I thought. Yeah, it's like Ryan Gosling and Brad Pitt, they're close, they're friends, but we didn't hear about that every five seconds. So I, I thought one of the best lines, too, uh, came uh, when Gerard Butler was up there with uh, Helen Mirren, and Helen says, you look pretty good for a man your age, which is kind of a nice little dig, because you always yeah. hear that about her. Yeah, she she's still with it. I mean, she we'll get to um, the fashion, of course, later in the uh, podcast, but she was always a hit, in my opinion, for that. A dry British wit. So let's get to some of the winners. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, Revenant, I guess, not too big of a surprise. No, I'm thrilled that Leonardo DiCaprio won. <laughs> um, he has won Golden Globes before, never an Oscar. Hopefully this might be the year. His speech was good. Went. Did you like his acceptance speech? I thought it was pretty classy. I really did. I liked that he thanked the people he needed to thank. He talked about the experience and then talked about, you know, the whole environment and kind of we need to take care of the land and that sort of thing. I thought it was good. It irritated me a little. Normally I love when they start to play the music to move things along because ah. the show was running a little behind by that point. It was, I think, the last 15, 20 minutes of the show. Um, so I was a little irritated that they were playing the music on him because it's like, why? I want to hear what he has to say. <laughs> Not because just because I like him, but you know it's going to be a more profound speech of the evening. Yeah, play the music for some of the earlier categories, but, uh, you know, I mean, people were staying up till 11 o'clock to see what Leo has to say. So yeah, I, I, that, that's definitely one that I do want to hear. Some of the other categories of the people that I've never heard of, who this is their first and probably only nomination that they'll <laughs> ever get, let's rope them off after 15 minutes. Let, let's give him the whole 45 seconds. I think it was a bit of a, a coming out party for Brie Larson. Uh, she won, and, and the movie Room, uh, you know, people are going to be talking about now. Yeah, she... Um, 
I don't think people really have heard her name much, but I'm thinking now because of this, she might almost be like a next Jennifer Lawrence-ish sort of. Um, she, you know, Jennifer Lawrence was Winner's Bone a few years back, and now she has multiple glow or multiple awards and you know everybody on the planet knows who she is. I'm really wondering with Carol cuz I like that movie and there are two fabulous performances by Rooney Mara and uh, Kate uh, Kate Kate Blanchett. Kate Winslet. <laughs> no, wrong too many Kate. Kates as Ricky said too many Kates in the um, but I wonder if they kind of canceled each other out because they both were so fantastic and either one won. So is that one of those deals where you don't know who to vote for and, and the votes are split? Yeah, I'm thinking they cancel each other out along with the big short. You know, Christian Bale and Steve Carell yes. were both up and it's kind of like they split the vote. They cancel each other out. Both of them well-deserved. They were both great in the big short. And I haven't seen Carol yet, but I know you did. And, and you said that they were both good performances. Both award-winning caliber. Yeah, I, you know, the Oscars sometimes get around that. They'll, they'll make someone a supporting actor like the year... Mark Wahlberg was supporting actor, or he was the main actor, and Christian Bale was supporting actor for The Fighter. You know what I mean? Even though they both were kind of lead actors, yeah. they, they kind of cheat a little bit, the Oscars. It's know? like Christian Bale, he kind of carried that movie, but he was, you know, quote-unquote supporting actor. And, I mean, I, that probably helped him because I don't. they probably would have canceled each other out if they were in the same and then, of course, we were with rooting interest watching the, the best song and uh, wondering if Wiz Khalifa would win. But uh, Sam Smith, you know, the James Bond uh, theme, you know, uh, personally, I, I don't think it's as catchy as a lot of the James Bond themes. But, uh, you know, it's a powerful vocal performance, at least. Yeah. And Sam Smith, I mean, he kind of came onto the scene, you know, the last couple of years. And he, I'm thinking that's probably well deserved, though. He has a lot of talent and I'm looking forward to what he has coming up. You know, down the pike. I'm sure Wiz would have given a very uh, intriguing acceptance speech had he had won. Yeah, I was kind of, I was kind of sitting on the edge of my seat during that category, wondering if he would win. But you know, he still could possibly be nominated for an Oscar, which will come out later this week. Thursday, yeah. And then uh, the other local angle, we're wondering Will Smith would do with concussion. Of course, Leo DiCaprio won that one. But I, I thought Will was a good presence. He was sitting up front and, uh, you know, plenty of smiles and he had some good things to say on the red carpet. Yeah, he seemed alert. Um, it, I don't know if you noticed this, but kind of like halfway through during some of the um, crowd shots and the acceptance speeches, people looked asleep. <laughs> they just seemed kind of bored and out of it. And he seemed with it the whole time. He seemed alert. He seemed like he was actually paying attention and enjoyed being there, which was kind of nice. Well, Harrison Ford seemed to sleep before it started. I, I don't <laughs> Yeah, he seemed a little lethargic on the red carpet. Good, good word, good word. And um, did you uh, catch Denzel Washington's Cecil B. DeMille uh, Lifetime Achievement Award, which... It- he did a very nice job on that. And uh, talk about a local angle. We, we saw like a second of his movie filmed in Beaver County in Pittsburgh. I saw that. I was wondering <laughs> if others caught up on that. Um, yeah, I was expecting a little more like profound words from him, but I think it was a good choice. I, I liked how he was kind of uh, in the moment and, and kind of smiling and, and joking with, with his family on stage. And he seemed very gracious and, and you know, he... I don't know. To me, it was a very human speech. It wasn't a lot of profound quotes, but I, I kind of felt his, uh, you know, how great it felt for him to win that award. Yeah, he kept it light, but it was interesting to watch. It wasn't, you know, a 20-minute speech where you're, you know, getting up and refilling your water or making a snack. I mean, I was sitting there, you know, watching the whole thing intent on it. And I liked that he brought his family up and his wife was there and he had a speech prepared. And I don't think he read the whole speech. You know, he joked. I don't know if he was joking or not that he didn't have his glasses. That might have been serious. I think he was but, dead serious. Yeah, but I mean, I, I it was nice to see him. I mean, I'm still a little, 
you know, Denzel Washington Lifetime Achievement Award, is he old enough <laughs> for that? But he definitely well-deserved. You know, it was even a better speech. Tom Hanks setting up, bringing Denzel on stage. Yeah, that line about uh, you, you you can't imitate him or you can only hope to emulate him or something like that. You know, it was a very well-written speech. I don't know how much of that was Tom or... or... That was one of the highlights, I think, of the night. I mean, I think he set it up. He was a really good introduction. I mean, I think Denzel would have been honored for that type of introduction. And I liked how, you know, he was talking about some of the greats like De Niro and, you know, one Bogey name. and yeah. Hepburn, yeah. And one name. And he's like, you know, if you don't know Washington, you'll know Denzel. And that was just the perfect way to kind of tie in, you know, uh, Denzel Washington's career. It was. So uh, overall, I, I thought it, it got better. It got strong. I'm glad I watched it. There weren't a lot of moments where people will be talking about years from now, but a pretty solid three hours, I would say. Yeah, um, I thought it was... A- it was a little slow in the beginning, and at first I'm like, oh, you know, it's only an hour in. We still have two more to go, but it it kept up as the award show went on. So I thought it was a good, it was a good, you know, entrance into the award season. Okay, we agree. All right, uh, we will be right back to talk about what's going to be coming up this week in the area. Get ready, get set, get out this weekend. Watch every Wednesday as I, Scott Tady, give you the scoop on local entertainment and help you plan how to get out this weekend. Sponsored by Lincoln Park Performing Arts Center. A new episode premieres every Wednesday at timesonline.com slash get out or watch them on our Beaver County Times Roku channel. Don't miss it. Back we are at the buzz. Something going on this, this Saturday I know we're both excited about. We, we attended last year the Strip District Music Festival in Pittsburgh. We're talking like 150 bands playing 19 locations. Uh, you know, were you surprised by last year how, how big the turnout was, first of all? I was. I didn't know what to expect going in, but there were so many people. Every venue, I didn't make it to all of the venues. Some of the ones that I tried to and got shut out because it was so crowded, you couldn't even find a place to stand, sit, you know, anywhere or order food or order a drink. But it was a great turnout. And I think I think it may have surpassed everybody's expectations and they're back again. It seems like it's bigger this year, more venues. It's kind of seems a little spread out in the strip district. Um, last year, um, Pittsburgh winery, that was a place. I mean, if you didn't get there early, you were shut out. I think that was the first place. I found that out. Yeah, that's <laughs> the, the hard first, way. The first place I went to, it was kind of the farthest up in the Strip District. And uh, we walked up there and we had to wait in line a little bit. So if you do go Saturday, you probably will have to wait a little bit at different <laughs> places. But they do shut out because of fire codes. You know, they can only allow so many people in. So Oh, fire codes, smart. <laughs> so people, you know, have to leave before you can get in. But it's definitely, it's a cool event to check out. I mean, I'm kind of excited for the different there's a rum farm down in the strip district that i didn't even know about and they're award-winning rums and the interesting thing about that they're gonna have comedy this year it's called maggie's farm uh, rum room I, I believe and dave bracy of beaver a uh, very talented comedian is going to be actually emceeing a, a night of comedy so usually you think strip district music festival it's all these bands and djs but uh you know it's a new wrinkle this year yeah and they're gonna have um some art too a yoga workshop i think it's at three o'clock or it's like smack dab in the afternoon and it just seems like a cool place i mean i think it's good for the bands to get kind of get exposure because it's a what pay as you go type thing or pay what you want that's what they're hoping yeah they're, where you uh, digitally you know just pick a dollar amount or you, you can earmark it to any certain band so if you go to say altar bar or the you know the thin man sandwich shop or something see a band you, you totally dig and you can just donate right then and there 
Yeah, and another thing I really like about it, in addition to seeing bands that you either have heard of and never saw, your favorite bands that you see all the time, or ones you never heard of before, you get to try a, diff- a lot of different locations in the Strip District that you may have heard of, but you wouldn't necessarily drive down from Beaver County to. Or there are a lot of places in the uh, preview story that we ran in Sunday's paper that I've never even heard of before. So I'm excited to try out a lot of them and get to hear a lot of local music while I'm at it. And it's like a little warp tour. Every, every band's usually doing like, say, 40-minute sets. So, you know, you can bounce around to the, the many locations and, you know, you may sit there to watch a pop punk band and right after that comes a band like, like Cello Fury that plays a progressive cello rock. And then right after that, you'll see a straight up bar rock band. So there's all kinds of music and, and you, it's really hard to get bored. And if you do, you just walk next door down the street. Go to the next place. And one thing that we both like is... These types of festivals, you get 40 minutes or 30 minutes or however long each band is allotted to sh- for them to show their best. So you don't get these, you know, <laughs> songs nobody's ever heard of. You don't get endless, you know, Brian Adam covers or oh. whatever. <laughs> you just kind of get the best that they have to offer in a short amount of time. And it's good sampling. I totally agree with that. Uh, well, although I'd be disappointed if you only see 40 minutes that same night at Console Energy Center from Bruce Springsteen. I'm, I'm thinking he's going to go about three hours. Uh, the boss is launching his tour, the River Tour, be focusing on uh, the River album, uh, you know, one of his absolute classics. And, uh, you know, it starts here. So the buzz is growing, but you don't know what to expect from this tour. It's going to be very interesting. Yeah, I'm kind of excited to see if he's going to do other songs in addition to the River. I can't, can't imagine that he wouldn't, so... Oh yeah, he's got in with Born Around and all that. So, uh, but you know, this the the love fest for him in Pittsburgh has been ongoing for, you know, since the early '70s. So, uh, you know, it's gonna be it's really cool that he picked Pittsburgh to start and. Looking forward to that. Uh, so it's going to be a big day for mu- local and national yes. music in Pittsburgh. You know, spend the day or afternoon in the Strip District and then head up to console. And, I mean, you're guaranteed great day of music. And that's on Saturday. Uh, if you're jonesing for some music before then, uh, speaking of Springsteen, the guy who gets compared uh, vocally to, to Springsteen, Brian Fallon of the band Gaslight Anthem is going to be at Ultra Bar on Tuesday. Uh, you know, if you've ever seen the Gaslight Anthem, they're, they're, they're sort of a punky... Uh, blue collar, kind of, like I said, a lot of Springsteen references, uh, a little bit of replacements. Uh, really good band, but he's doing his solo tour, and he's got the guitarist and the Gaslight Anthem. I did an interview with him. It's in the Times. Uh, you know, it's online right now, and uh, I recommend him. Brian Fallon, if you never heard of him, put him on your radar. If you're not doing anything Tuesday nights, uh, go to Order Bar. You'll see a great show. And, uh, you know, it is with a heavy heart. We've been talking all this music, but it hasn't been lost on us. That we, got the, we all woke up to the news uh, early this morning about David Bowie passing away at 69. Yeah, it's really sad. I mean, he just released an album on Friday. It was also his birthday. And you just talked last week. That was one of your loves <laughs> that he released a new album. And you raced back after we recorded to listen to it. And it, it's really, it, it's sad. I mean, music lost a lost a good one today. I literally did. Last week, as soon as we were done, I, I went back and listened to the album. Uh, it's, it's really strong. Uh, you know, it came out, like you said, on his birthday. Uh, it's as you would expect, different, unique. Everything Bowie did was was out there, and this it's like a jazz. He's playing with some jazz musicians, but it's got some progressive rock kind of Radiohead elements to it. Uh, it's just a very good album called Black Star, and uh, you know, wow, just the. I think he did a pretty good job of, of not really. Well, this is a big news that people that he had cancer. First of all, yeah, I mean that's what the I woke up to the alert saying that he passed away at age sixty nine after an eighteen month battle with cancer. I didn't even know he was sick. I've read a lot of reviews after I wrote mine, and uh, no one was alluding to that as well. So, uh, you know, I guess that's what he decided to do. He was going to go out very quiet, classy, and... You know, one last, you know, gift to the world. And, I mean, it sounds like it was quite a gift, too. It's it's really admirable. But, boy, he's going to be missed. Uh, David, R.I.P.
All right, and uh, we will be right back for this week's Love It or Loathe It. The Times has powered up with a new quick hit video series featuring our fitness and athletic development columnist, Rick Damon. Each week, Rick will highlight a different strength training exercise while breaking it down step by step and emphasizing correct technique. Watch the videos online at timesonline.com slash health and wellness or find them on our Roku channel by searching Beaver County Times. Dig deep with Damon to achieve your best mental and physical health while staying injury-free. Back we are at the buzz. That time again, love it or loathe it. And uh, Golden Globes, well, there was plenty to, to love and or loathe. Uh, how about fashion? What 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 fired you up or what blew you away? Yeah, we are going to play our own version of Fashion Police today. <laughs> I, this is something I've always wanted to do, and I've, we finally have an outlet for it, so we're going to totally. take full advantage of it. Um, there was a lot of fashion on the red carpet last night. Um not too much blew me away and not too much made me cringe, which I guess, I mean, there's usually at least one that you're like, oh my gosh, what were they thinking? And there wasn't too much of that. There were a couple that were kind of mad. There were a few that were outstanding. Uh, one of my favorites of the night was Olivia Wilde Ooh. in that beautiful wine ruby color. It was kind of a straight column type dress. She looked absolutely stunning. It, yes, it really caught out her eyes, and uh, you know, which isn't hard to do. She has such pretty eyes, but and she's always a staple for one of the best dress, in my opinion. Another one is Helen Mirren. Yes, I mean she can't do any wrong in acting, in fashion, whatever. And I thought she looked absolutely elegant, age appropriate. She always is. You never have to worry about you know any wardrobe malfunctions with her. But black and elegant. It was yes, very classy. Uh, I, I agree with both those. And another one, I'm sure you agree with Breed Larson. Yes, yeah, she kind of came out of nowhere also. So this award season and she had you know this beautiful gold shiny you know looked like a golden globe she did she didn't look like a human golden globe i thought she looked stunning um lady gaga yeah how about that she you know kind of channeled marilyn monroe in her old you know hollywood glam you know this black beautiful dress her hair and like pin curls and I mean, her she could have gone anyway she could have come out in an egg or some crazy costume but and one red carpet for a music show she came out on a horse so i'm glad <laughs> she played it classy her speech was so elegant and, you know, she talked about how she always wanted to be an actress, but the music thing worked out first. And I thought she she fit in really well. She stood out as well, too. And some of the ones that were just presenters that weren't a major part of the show, I thought were standouts as well. Kate Bosworth really uh, impressed me. She had this sparkly red uh, Dolce Gabbana kind of thing on. And uh, wow, yeah, I, I kind of wish they would have showed more of her. It was it was one of the standouts, I thought, fashion-wise. Yeah, and one of the early winners, Kate Winslet, she's another one that you kind of can't go any can't go wrong with her as a fashion. Um, she looked beautiful in like this royal dark blue um, dress. Um, another presenter, which if you were watching NBC commercials, you saw her every commercial <laughs> break, Eva uh, Longoria. Yes. Um, loved the dress. Didn't think it was necessarily appropriate for the Golden Globes. It looked better for like an Oscar luncheon or something. But she was in, you know, a white gown with, you know, some floral embellishment, you know, at the hip. And I mean, she did look very pretty, though. They asked her on the red carpet, uh, you know, the, the inspiration behind it. She said she just likes how she looks in white. So kept it simple. Yeah. I mean, nice practical answer and you could tell us on NBC though because like you said they mentioned her constantly yeah she is and if you didn't know she has a new show coming out telenovela and airs tonight who would have thought yeah and you saw a commercial for it at every commercial break during the globes well for talking dudes uh, I thought Eddie Redmayne looked really cool he had uh, you know the tux what else is a guy gonna wear but it had some little uh, like uh, what'd you say little, little decorations to it or little uh, embellishments to he it had a little pocket square and um, but there was like a pattern to it as well it wasn't just a plain black 
black or blue tux. It was it had some some kind of cool. It was very subtle. Yes. It was and it was very fitted. A lot of men on the red carpet do not they're just not their suits aren't fitted well and he it was very you know tailored to him and um they also said on the red carpet that he was named uk's best dressed man two years in a row and i can see why he looked absolutely flawless yes and he was kind of modest about that and getting embarrassed but uh, you know you could see why he, he de- definitely looked fabulous and you know some of the other guys I mean, like i said tux is usually the way to go but some guys find a way to, to pull it off uh, i thought the rock he wore like this red velvety kind of tux and Let's face it. Not a lot of guys are going to pull that look off. I don't. I don't, I don't think Harrison Ford could. But uh, no. the, ro- the rock enough and tall yes. enough to kind of carry that color as well. He looked cool, and even if he didn't look cool, who's going to tell him? You know, right? He's I'd a, be he's afraid a big guy. too. Um, who are some of your least favorites of the night? Oh, I hate to say it, but, but Rooney Mara. What were you thinking with that color? I mean, the dress was pretty, but uh, I, I, she just looked so washed out. The dress was beautiful. Um, she had this very. She's a very pale girl, and I'm not going to criticize anybody for being pale. I think we have about the same skin tone but it just was not a good color it was like a flesh tone you couldn't even see where the straps ended and where you know like her arm began it would have been a beautiful on someone else or in another color like an emerald green or like a ruby red I think she would have looked flawless she probably would have been best dressed in that dress if it was a different color but it just washed her out she just didn't didn't look her best. That was mine. Who else weren't you too impressed with? Uh, we disagree on this one, but Kate Hudson. Uh-huh. I she looked good as far as I mean. Her hair looked nice. Her makeup, you know, she's you know fit and everything. <laughs> like everything, she looked nice. But the dress itself, it was in a pink. You know, it just looked like very 1990s prom it, to me. It showed her. Uh, it showed some skin. It showed her, it her, her stomach and everything. It was like just it. a very like bandeau type top and then a matching gown her entire midriff was out it just wasn't appropriate for the golden globes i don't think it was necessarily age appropriate and i just i i just didn't like it i don't know she's still like a quintessential california girl daughter of royalty hollywood royalty so i to me she pulled that off would other people know but i i don't know it caught my eye Nah, we'll agree to disagree <laughs> on that one uh, yeah, you know, there's some other ones, uh, like Katy Perry, what'd you think of that, that light pink thing she wore? And I, I didn't think that was so bad. Kind of liked it. I did like that. I liked that she toned it down as well, kind of like Gaga. You know, she was kind of a visitor, not Gaga, but Katie was kind of a visitor. You know, she, um, announced the song or, you know, category. So we were kind of all sitting on the edge of the seat, listening to her talk anyway. But yeah, I thought she looked very demure, very classy. I liked her. One that I really liked, which I saw a lot on social media, that it was very mixed, was uh, Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, I think you liked that one more than I did. I, to me, it was a little bit too boxy, the straps. I mean, it showed some skin, too, but there was like this black strap kind of thing going on on the top that was sort of square, and I, I don't know. It looked a little clunky, I would say. I liked it. I thought it was, you know, her show, Fargo, was nominated, so she was, you know, with a nominated uh, series, but I liked it. I thought she, you know, I haven't seen her in a while. I thought her makeup and hair looked beautiful as well, so that was one of my one of the better ones. Yeah, we mentioned Wiz Khalifa did not go up to the podium, but uh, he was on the red carpet. And uh, uh, I don't know that look where your, your your pants are pulled up pretty high and, and there's no socks. Uh, we called that floods back in the day. And I was never a fan then. I'm not a fan now. No, I don't know, we, Wiz. Come on. We, we need to step it up a little bit. I do not like when men show ankle or calves on the red carpet. <laughs> I know Pharrell wore capri pants one year. And I mean, if anybody can pull it off, it's Pharrell. Well, everyone was I, just looking at his hat anyway. No one was even looking what Pharrell was wearing. Yeah, uh, I just, I wear full-length pants it's not too much to ask that's a tip oscar uh, for the oscars whiz if, if you get nominated for that and uh, we will find out later this week um if 
who the nominations are, if any of our locals will be nominated, uh, make sure to check back at timesonline.com slash entertainment. Uh, those will be announced Thursday morning. So check on Thursday for the latest in that. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Maggie E. And Scott, where can we find you? At Scott Tady. Thanks for joining us.